everyone. It's Mirabeth Bentley with One Blonde Takes on the World. Yes, your favorite blonde is back. Welcome to my first ever podcast. I'm so happy you've decided to join me here. Now I know what you're thinking. Wait, Mirabeth, what are you doing here podcasting? You have a successful YouTube show with your sister Becky, Two Blondes Take on the World. Well, dear fans, I'm going to be honest with you, even though this is incredibly difficult to share. As you all know, I'm desperately in love and incredibly happy with my boyfriend Colin. Recently, we spent a lovely night together. In fact, we were having a small, intimate gathering. I was certain, certain, that Colin was going to propose. I mean, any long-time viewer will know that Colin and I have been dating for two years and three months and five days, and we even talked about rings together. I had the most perfect engagement ring picked out. The sparkle, the setting, the expense. We knew we were going to get engaged. Everyone knew. So, I think it is not surprising that I thought, not unreasonably, that he was going to propose to me that evening. All of our nearest and dearest were there. It was at the most lovely, trendy pop-up gallery. I mean, I don't know what the art was, but it was on a BuzzFeed list of the top 20 places in the city, so sure, it was perfect. I was wearing the most beautiful, what else? <laughs> Long-term listeners know it had to be Alexander McQueen gown, and I spent hours, hours on my hair and makeup. Well, I spent a lot of money for others to spend hours and hours on my hair and makeup. I got to rest, which is good for my skin, which is good when you know you're going to be posing for a ton of photos and engagement photos. <laughs> Let me set the scene, dear listener. The evening is going fine, just fine. And I keep thinking, surely he's going to say something. Surely he's going to drop down to one knee. Surely, surely any minute now. And then I come back from the loose, oh, sorry, toilet, sorry, powder room. <laughs> if you follow me, you know I'm obsessed with England, so I use so many of their words. <laughs> anyway, I come out of the powder room looking perfect. I mean, our engagement photos were going to be perfect. And what do I see? What do I fu fudging see? Becky and Colin snogging, sorry, kissing, standing in front of a window framed beautifully framed as if an instagram had come up on my feed with the caption your heart is breaking and you will never be happy again and the two people who are supposed to love you the most in the world will never be there for you again i know dear listener that you want to know what happened next and don't worry i'm gonna tell you <laughs> well first of all i marched up to them and pulled them apart what are you doing i screamed becky Colin, what are you doing? What is this? Stop! While I apologize I wasn't as succinct or well-spoken as I would have liked to have been, I hope you can appreciate I did what I could in the moment, dear listener. It seemed appropriate that my screams of rage were not directly aimed at one person initially, as I was furious with both of them, so how could I decide which one to yell at first? Becky looked shocked, pale, and had the nerve to try and defend herself, probably. Beth! I put up my hands. How could you? You know how I feel about him or... or felt about him. Becky looked at me for a moment and then ran away in her tight Prada mini-dress, which was really hampering her, to be fair, hands covering her face, which was rich as she'd just been snogging my basically fiancé in front of everyone ten seconds before. Becky, you bit East! Not what I 
initially said, but we'll go with it. She didn't stop. Of course, everyone standing around was watching all four of them, including the photographer. And here's where I'm very proud of myself. I screamed, don't stop shooting at the photographer. She hadn't stopped, but it seemed like the right thing to say at the time. I turned to Colin. Colin, I love you. I thought you loved me too. He said nothing. D did you think she was me? Because we're identical twins and all, you see. He looked slightly confused. No, I didn't think that. You're literally dressed differently, which is a bit harsh, to be fair. And <laughs> I'm not proud of this, but I turned on my heels and fled. And this is the most heartbreaking thing I've ever said out loud. But the only one to chase after me was the photographer. I realize now it may have been a bit early to hire a photographer, but on the plus side, I have some really fabulous shots of me taking down Colin and Becky, and then I made the photographer take some shots of me crying in the moonlight. I'd already booked her. I need the content, people. So if for some reason you haven't yet, check on my Insta to see the moonlight crying photos. She did a really great job, and I managed to get really into it, even with the shock I just had. I think it was the shock that allowed me to ignore what had just happened and instead focus on the photo shoot. But also, I had paid over $1,500 for four hours, and I was getting my money's worth. And to be fair to her, I had said to stick by my side all night, and she did. Would totally recommend her services. Anyway. So, as you can probably understand, the ability to continue to coordinate and work together with Becky to continue to make our hit YouTube show, Two Blondes Take on the World, is impossible. However, I'm afraid Becky got to our login information before I could, and has changed all the login information. Nothing I've guessed has worked. Not her birthday, or Colin's birthday, not the date she and I both lost... Well, it involves cherries and cards. Nor Grand Central Station, where we both used <laughs> cherries and cards with a Carter twin each. Nothing has worked. So do not fear. This podcast is here. One Blonde takes on the world. I'm still going to connect with you. It's just going to be in a different format. And you're going to have to imagine me with you beside you instead of looking at me pretending to be beside you. What can you look forward to on One Blonde Takes on the World? I don't want you to think it'll just be the same old, same old. Though, of course, it'll still be the same Mirabeth you've grown to know and love. We are going to do trends and reviews. Mirabeth's hottie of mind and body of the month. Uh, that favorite segment, what am I wearing? And of course, I'm so happy to read your emails and DMs here on the podcast. I want to hear what you're thinking. What do you like? What do you want? And of course, an inspirational quote for you to take into your next month. This will be a family-friendly show, so people of all ages can listen. I want to be inclusive. If you ever want to get in touch, you can find me on Twitter under the handle OBTOTW. And you can always email me at OBTOTW at gmail.com. One Blonde takes on the world. Easy to remember. But I also want to apologize. I know this podcast doesn't sound as good as our YouTube videos. The truth is... Becky and Colin did most of the editing, together. Like a lot of it, squished together for hours on end in our little recording studio. So, while I'm recording this in a closet in my flat. Sorry, <laughs> apartment. I'm just doing my best, okay? Be nice. When the advertising dolls start rolling in, I'll invest in some good equipment. Promise, babes. One last word before we move on. All my bests, babes. No, I'm Empress M. But, for once, I have something in common with Queen Bee. 
I now also have my own Becky with the good hair. I mean, I'm not saying I'm Beyonce, but I do have my own Becky with the good hair because like we're twins, right? So of course, as my hair is amazing, so is hers, Harden. And like the cheating part. Anyways, uh, I think that's it. Let's jump into our very first ever episode. I'm going to start off with trends and reviews and I'm going to review a new album that I have been so excited about. In fact, knowing this album was going to be dropped soon helped me cope with Colin ripping out my heart, lighting it on fire, peeing on it to put out the flames, stomping on it for good measure and walking away from the mess without a second glance leaving me to try and heal it. Okay, the album is, of course, Tara Timpson's self-titled debut album, Tara Timpson. True fans know, ever since Tara appeared on the reality program Hormone Hotel, I have been obsessed with her. I have each of her 14 perfumes and personally wrote to Barnes & Noble asking them to stock her stationery range. Not successful yet, but watch this space. I mean, she's only been in the public eye for two years, but she's done so much already. I was gutted that her marriage to Blessy only lasted 92 days. They really seemed suited to each other. I'm sorry. Distracted. The album. I just want to say the six tracks really spoke to me. I think her divorce fed into the songs she and her team put together. I know I wasn't technically married to Colin, but it feels that spiritually I really was. And so I think that's why I connected to this album on a very deep level that many of you won't be able to understand, which I'm sorry, not sorry about. If you've never felt like I have, then let me have this connection to this album. So the discography is track one, You Disgust Me. Track two, Instagram filter set to fantastic. Track three, Club Monte Carlo Tonight. Track four, Never Be Happy Again. Track five, Better Than Ever, Loser. And track six, Hit Me Up If You Want To. When in You Disgust Me, Tara sings the lines, Caught you with Whitney on the tennis court. You thought you were playing it cool, looking up her scores. It was like I had caught Becky and Colin together all over again. And I admit, I've spent a few too many nights with a bottle of white wine, scream singing the amazing power ballad. I'm so sad, I'll never be happy again. I'm so sad, I'll never be happy again. But, you know, ending with, hit me up if you want to, cutie with the brown hair and brown shoes, let's get a drink or a few, nothing matters unless we want it to, is a really upbeat poppy jam that's just full of hope and the promise of new love and baby, I live. The album just tells this brilliant story. It's going to pull all the listeners in. On the whole, four stars out of five. Let's support Tara Babes. You can get the album wherever you get your albums these days. I just can't wait to see what she does next. She's such a hashtag icon. It may be early days, dear listeners, but I can feel that advertisers will be clamoring to advertise on here. So to make sure it isn't jarring for you all when I do get advertisers, I'm going to put an ad in here right now so people can get used to what it'll be like. I know, I know. I'm very kind. If you followed me and Becky, or 
the bad blonde on our YouTube show, you'll know I'm obsessed with the Cyclone Cosmetics Company. Cyclone or Sunshine will stay stuck on like cement. So as I would like them to be my sponsor and not sponsor the bad blonde, I've developed my own advertisement for them. And if they choose me to be a new spokesperson, I mean, I wouldn't say no. Am I right, Beth Spames? So I'm going to talk to you today about Cyclone's newest eyeshadow, Glitter Tsunami. It washes over your lids in the most incredible glitter. When I want to really stand out in a crowd, I pour Glitter Tsunami all over. My favorite colors include Pulsing Plum, Garish Green, and I can't believe it's not Burgundy. The shimmer lasts and lasts and lasts, and if I drop a few sparkles here and there, does that really matter? I like to think of it as a shimmer brick road to something magical. Me. Cyclone Cosmetics Glitter Tsunami Eyeshadow can do the same for you, if you only give it a chance. Please, lovelies, go out and buy, buy, buy! Because if Beth's babes don't buy, how will Mama M get paid? Alright babes, you know what time it is. It's time for What's Mirabeth Wearing? I know what you're probably thinking. But Mirabeth, I can't see you. How on earth will I guess what you're wearing? Don't worry, I will describe it for you in detail. Excruciating detail if necessary. And then you can write in and let me know what you think I'm wearing. And I'll let people know who's right in the next episode. So today, on the top half, I'm very sparkly and a little tweedy, and it's a little cropped. Empress M isn't afraid to show a little skin. And on the bottom half, it's a little gold, a little stretchy, and a lot of the monogram B. It's a little tight. Designed to turn some heads? Let's just say I could successfully go to both a spin class and also attend Paris Fashion Week wearing these bottoms. And I'll let you know. Both pieces are the same brand, and then I'm wearing over $2,000 worth of clothes. Don't worry about Empress M, darling. I'm doing okay after the breakup and the loss of the YouTube revenue. <laughs> well, I'll leave it there. And if you're having trouble figuring it out, tweet me, and maybe I'll give out some clues. Mwah! for a classic statement you all know and love. Ladies, men, people, anyone who appreciates and admires the male form, your hottie of mind and body, is the Mexican musician Jorge Villadons. He combines sex appeal with culture. You know, everyone, the best things. He teaches at a university in Switzerland and just, wow, is he a gift to us all. I listened to him play one of Chopin's Nick Torns or nocturnes or whatever and it was good i think it sounded very pretty and people applauded i don't know he's hot that's the point and also he does stuff to help people he has a foundation to support impoverished children in mexico with music he created it in 2012 and announced it in front of the un the freaking un no seriously you need to look him up you need to look at his face and watch his hands do stuff like he can do stuff. He has played all around the world. But when I look into his beautiful, deep, soulful eyes, it's like he's telling me 
I'm the only person that matters and the music is inside me and he's gonna find it and play it and it's going to be the most beautiful music ever. Let me put it this way. If he needed to practice and didn't have a piano, I would let him paint the piano keys all over my body and practice extensively, if you know what I mean. Anyway, I think Jorge Villadomes is a perfect man to start off the new podcast with. I hope you love him like I do. Go find one of the Nicktorns and fall in love with me. bit different now, but because I'm no longer saddled to that blonde bimbo with three brain cells, I can finally try out a new segment. Becky wouldn't let me do this segment because she said it was going to be rubbish, but I think it's because she was jealous that she couldn't do a semester abroad like me because she got mono. Shout out to Marcus, Becky's boyfriend that semester. I know it's going to be a hugely popular part of my podcast. It's called... Bum, bum, bum. Lester Love, go Foxes, go! Oh, that's the local football, sorry, that's the local soccer club. (laughs) I know I was only in Leicester for three months, but I just really absorbed the culture, and it was so hard coming back. I don't understand why Leicester is never in any social media or magazines. It's just beautiful and so old and historic and well-placed to get anywhere in the UK. (laughs) But that is where I did my semester abroad, so I might be a little biased. Everyone knows about London, but no one's heard of Leicester. So let's change that, babes. I'm going to share with you one of my favorite places each episode. And the first place I'm going to share with you today is Newark. Now, if you've never heard of Leicester, let alone Newark, let me catch you up to speed, babes. Newark is Georgian, which really just means old. Oh, but this tourist website also says it was a Roman road before it was a Georgian road, which doesn't entirely make sense to me because that's At least a couple hundred years between the two, I think. I mean, history class was a long time ago and I didn't really pay attention, but I think I know that. (laughs) You know, I'm not just a pretty face, although that's important. So let's assume the website is wrong. Never mind. It's this really lovely, quaint little path about a mile long, and it goes from a park into the town center, or, (laughs) of course, from the town center into a park, whichever way you want to (laughs) go. There are a few smaller parks off of Newwalk, and one of them is just so beautiful and special to me, which I can appreciate might be confusing since I know I just mentioned that the path connects a park in the city. This is a different park. The big park at the end of the path is called Victoria Park, and the tiny little gated park that I love so much is called the Oval. That should clear it up. And on one of the benches in the Oval, I French kissed a French boy authentic so uh let's just refresh my memory a little with google maps be nice it's been a while since i've been there let me see oh yes there is a cute pub the king's head pub yes oh oh it's also georgian well i don't know about the romans being in leicester but they say the romans got most places so who knows okay back to the map uh oh yeah the museum the city's museum is on newark uh, I mean, museums, uh, but I mean, the gift shop was nice. And I remember they had a lot of Egyptian stuff, which usually means a lot of dead stuff. But with Egyptians, there's also the upside of a lot of beautiful gold jewelry. More dead stuff. Oh, dinosaurs! Also dead 
Um, oh, and they have a lot of Picasso ceramics. I think Picasso is important. Long-term listeners will know how I feel about this. As we all know, what's more important, knowing of something or knowing about something? Of something, obviously, I can know of hundreds of things, but I can only really know about, I don't know, five, ten things? Whatever, you get my point. I know about what I need to know, but I know of loads of things. I haven't been there for a while, but it was glorious, and I can't wait to visit again next time I'm there. If you go, please take some photos and send them my way. It would be lovely to see again. And if you have any suggestions for places I should cover with Lester Love, please do write in to let me know. You know, I always like to take time to read out some of the mail that my lovely listeners have sent in. So let me just check. What do we have today? I don't remember the last time an email. Oh, no, there, yeah, there is one. Jeffrey's back. Thank you for sending some correspondence in, Jeffrey. Regular viewers, now listeners, will know of Jeffrey. Jeffrey is in love with me and is living under the misapprehension that I love him too and I'm going to marry him. <laughs> we can all understand that, Jeffrey, I'm sure. I want to be clear, though, Jeffrey, just because Colin and I are not currently together, I am still not interested in you. Oh, he sent along another picture of his dog, Barkerville, and attached a poem. Okay, let's just get this over with. Jeffrey writes, Dear Mirabeth, I hope you've been doing well. Why haven't you been posting on YouTube? Are you mad at me? Please don't be mad at me. I would lay down my life for you, and so would Barkerville. He stays up at night pining with me. I know you told me to stop lighting candles at at my shrine for you because it was a fire hazard living in an oxygen-rich environment, but the thing is, your soul glows so brightly it would be rude to take away the candles. I think you just want me to stop lighting the candles so you don't have to feel the fire of my passion for you. I won't give up, Mirabeth, and if I get burns, maybe you'll visit me in the hospital? We never give up on love, Mirabeth. And if I ever did, you could crush my toes with a thousand pounds of bricks if I ever did anything to insult you by stopping loving you. Please enjoy my poem, Love Always, Jeffrey. Okay, the poem reads, The savannah is dry because it longs for moisture, unending days, no relief in sight. A single drop from your mouth comes with it, simple relief. Please let me kiss you. Well, it's not the worst thing he's written, to be fair. Don't use the candles, Jeffrey. I wouldn't come visit you in hospital, even if you got third-degree burns to 99% of your body. If you were in the hospital, and the only thing that wasn't burned was your pe- Inky finger, I still wouldn't visit you. And it wouldn't be my fault. I've told you time and time again, do not use stupid candles. If you have to have candles, Jeffrey, get electric ones, okay? And get solar-powered ones. Might as well help the environment with your votive cave of ickiness. But thank you for that, Jeffrey. Thanks for writing in. And and if anyone has anything else to send me, please do. OBTOTW on either Twitter or at gmail.com. We can't let Jeffrey have all the fun now, can we? <laughs> Let's shake that off. 
and how Mirabeth's inspirational quote. Something to take you into the next month. This episode, I've written my own quote, because not only do you, my listeners, deserve it, I also deserve it. Here it is. Do not let the people of your past, no matter what their hair color is, or how hot they are, or their personal connection to you, get in the way of you becoming everything you are meant to be. If people are trash, sweep them out of your temple, leaving only peace and tranquility behind. Phew, I needed that. I'm sure some of you also needed that. And that's why we're here, to support and love each other. That's all for today, Beth's Babes. Now, don't forget to subscribe, like, and review. And if you don't like it, please don't tell me, because I don't need to know, and I don't care. If you want to get in touch, please do. You can always reach out uh, on Twitter at OBTOTW. Um, that's hashtag and our handle. And you can email me at OBTOTW at gmail.com. That is One Blonde Taking on the World. I've been Mirabeth Bentley. Bunches of love to you all. Thank you. Bye-bye.